Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Christmas Eve episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony, and I'm here to introduce this year's annual Christmas Eve story to y'all on behalf of myself, Julia, and Tom. Before I do that, however, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for all the love and support you've shown us this year, and over the past five-plus years. We've sent countless times that even if we only had one listener, the three of us would still do this every week for fun, because we love it so much. But the fact that so many of you care about not only this show, but the three of us and the community that sprouted up around it, it truly touches our hearts more than we can say, and definitely makes putting out a new show every week easier than it would be otherwise. Now that that's out of the way, on to this year's story. In actuality, it's a poem that served as the basis for a movie that we all know and love, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton wrote the poem that would later become the movie in his days as a Disney animator, and that's what you're about to hear right now. So, without further ado, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was late one fall in Halloween land, and the air had quite a chill. Against the moon, a skeleton sat alone upon a hill. He was tall and thin, with a bat bow tie. Jack Skellington was his name. He was tired and bored in Halloween land. Every day was more of the same. I'm sick of the scaring, the terror, the fright. I'm tired of being something that goes bump in the night. I'm bored with leering my horrible glances. And my feet hurt from dancing those skeleton dances. I don't like graveyards, and I need something new. There must be more to life than just yelling, BOO! Then out from a grave with a curl and a twist came a whimpering, whining, spectral mist. It was a little ghost dog with a faint little bark and a jack-o'-lantern nose that glowed in the dark. It was Jack's dog Zero, the best friend he had, but Jack hardly noticed, which made Zero sad. All that night, and through the next day, Jack wandered and walked. He was filled with dismay. Then deep in the forest, just before night, Jack came upon an amazing sight. Not twenty feet from the spot where he stood were three massive doorways carved into wood. 
He stood before them, completely in awe, his gaze transfixed by one special door. Entranced and excited with a slight sense of worry, Jack opened the door to a white, windy flurry. Jack didn't know it, but he'd fallen down, in the middle of a place called Christmas Town. Immersed in the light, Jack was no longer haunted. He had finally found the feeling he wanted. And so that his friends wouldn't think him a liar, he took the present-filled stockings that hung by the fire. He took candy and toys that were stacked on the shelves, and a picture of Santa with all of his elves. He took lights and ornaments and the star from the tree, and from the Christmas Town sign, he took the big letter C. He picked up everything that sparkled or glowed. He even grabbed up a handful of snow. He grabbed it all, and without being seen, he took it all back to the town of Halloween. Back in Halloween, a group of Jack's peers stared in amazement at his Christmas souvenirs. For this wondrous vision, none were prepared. Most were excited, though a few were quite scared. For the next few days, while it lightninged and thundered, Jack sat alone and obsessively wondered, Why is it they get to spread laughter and cheer while we stalk the graveyard spreading panic and fear? While I could be Santa and I could spread cheer, why does he get to do it year after year? Outraged by the injustice, Jack thought and he thought. Then he got an idea. Yes. Yes, why not? In Christmas Town, Santa was making some toys when through the din he heard a soft noise. He answered his door and to his surprise, he saw weird little creatures in strange disguise. They were altogether ugly and rather petite and they opened their sacks. They yelled, trick or treat. Then a confused Santa was shoved into a sack and taken to Halloween to see Mastermind Jack. In Halloween, everyone gathered once more, for they'd never seen a Santa before, and as they cautiously gazed at this strange old man, Jack related to Santa his masterful plan. Now, dear Mr. Claus, I think it's a crime that you've got to be Santa all of the time. But now I will give presents and I will spread cheer. We're changing places. I'm Santa this year. It is I who will say Merry Christmas to you. So you may lie in my coffin, creak doors, and yell boo. And, and please, Mr. Claus, don't think ill of my plan. For I'll do my best Santa job that I can. And though Jack and his friends thought they'd do a good job, their idea of Christmas was still quite macabre. They were packed up and ready on Christmas Eve day when Jack hitched his reindeer to the sleek coffin sleigh. But on Christmas Eve, as they were about to begin, a Halloween fog slowly rolled in. Jack said, we can't leave this fog, it's just too thick. There will be no Christmas and I can't be Saint Nick. Then a small glowing light pierced through the fog. What could it be? It was Zero, Jack's dog. Jack said, Zero, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And to be so needed was Zero's great dream. So he joyously flew to the head of the team. And as the skeletal sleigh started its ghostly flight, Jack cackled, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Twas the nightmare before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings all hung by the chimney with care. When opened that morning would cause quite a scare.
the children all nestled so snug in their beds would have nightmares of monsters and skeleton heads. The moon that hung over the new-fallen snow cast an eerie pall over the city below. And Santa Claus's laughter now sounded like groans, then the jingling bells like chattering bones. And what to their wondering eyes should appear but a coffin sleigh with a skeleton deer. And a skeletal driver so ugly and sick, they knew in a moment this can't be Saint Nick. From house to house with a true sense of joy, Jack happily issued each present and toy. From rooftop to rooftop, he jumped and he skipped, leaving presents that seemed to be straight from a crypt. Unaware that the world was in panic and fear, Jack merrily spread his own brand of cheer. He visited the house of Susie and Dave. He got a Gumby and Pokey from the grave. Then on to the home of little Jane Neiman. She got a baby doll possessed by a demon. A monstrous train with a tentacle tracks, a ghoulish puppet wielding an axe, a man-eating plant disguised as a wreath, and a vampire teddy bear with very sharp teeth. There were screams of terror, but Jack didn't hear it. He was much too involved with his own Christmas spirit. Jack finally looked down from his dark, starry frights and saw the commotion, the noise, and the light. Why, they're celebrating. It looks like such fun. They're thanking me for the good job I've done. But what he thought were fireworks meant as goodwill were bullets and missiles intended to kill. Then amidst the barrage of artillery fire, Jack urged Zero to go higher and higher. And away they all flew like the storm of a thistle until they were hit by a well-guided missile. And as they fell on the cemetery, way out of sight, was heard, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Jack pulled himself up on a large stone cross, and from there he reviewed his incredible loss. I thought I could be Santa. I had such belief. Jack was confused and filled with great grief. Not knowing where to turn, he looked toward the sky. Then he slumped on the grave and he started to cry. And as Zero and Jack lay crumpled on the ground, they suddenly heard a familiar sound. My dear Jack, said Santa, I applaud your intent. I know wreaking such havoc was not quite what you meant. And so you are sad and feeling quite blue, but taking over Christmas was the wrong thing to do. I hope you realize Halloween's the right place for you. There's a lot more Jack that I'd like to say, but now I must hurry, for it's almost Christmas Day. Then he jumped in his sleigh, and with a wink of an eye, he said Merry Christmas, and he bid them goodbye. Back home, Jack was sad, but then, like a dream, Santa brought Christmas to the land of Halloween. We hope you enjoyed this year's annual Christmas Eve story. For those of you who are patrons, make sure to keep your eyes on your patron-exclusive feeds tomorrow, Christmas Day, 
already, if you can believe that, for a special bonus episode in which Julia, Tom, and myself count down our personal top 10 Christmas movies. It's been a few years since we've done that on the show, and we wanted to see how they've changed. And let me tell you, boy did they change. There are definitely choices on each of our lists that surprised even us. And then on Monday, December 26th, Boxing Day for our international listeners, check your main podcast feeds for your regular weekly episode in which we discuss a Disney Plus original legacy sequel series, The Santa Clauses. And lest you think that's the last good piece of Christmas content you'll be getting for a while, the following day, Tuesday, December 27th, we are recording our episode on the 2022 film Violent Night, starring David Harbour as Santa Claus. So, while Christmas 2022 may be coming to an end soon, we here at Tis a Podcast are gearing up with another year's worth of content, and we can't wait to count down to Christmas 2023 with all of you. Again, thank you all for your love and support over the years. It means the world to us. We hope Santa Claus is good to you tonight, and we hope your holiday tomorrow is filled with loved ones, food, drink, laughter, and everything your heart desires. On behalf of myself, Tom, and Julia, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. This time, this time, making Christmas, making Christmas, making Christmas, making Christmas is so fine. It's ours this time, and won't the children be surprised? It's ours this time! Making Christmas, making Christmas, making Christmas! Time to give them something fun, they'll talk about for years to come. Let's have a cheer from everyone who's going to party! Making Christmas, making Christmas! Snakes and mice get wrapped up so nice With spider legs and pretty balls It's ours this time All together that's and this With all our tricks we're making Christmas time Here comes Jack I don't believe what's happening to me My hopes, my dreams my fantasy <laughs> Won't they be impressed I am a genius See how I transform this old rat into a most delightful hat <sighs> My compliments from me to you on this your most intriguing hat Consider though this substitute a bat in place of this old rat <laughs> No, no, no that's all wrong. This thing will never make a present. It's been dead for much too long. Try something fresher. Something pleasant. Try again. Don't give up. All together, that and this with all our tricks will make a Christmas time.
Thank you.